0: Well, it's this for the first time in, I think, more than a year, possibly 18 months, we're going to be talking to South Australia's Chief Public Health Officer, none other than Professor Nicola Spurrier. Professor Spurrier, sorry it's been so long between drinks, but as we, I think we said to you sort of towards the, the tail end of the, the pandemic that you probably personally long for the day when you did one media appearance a year. <laughs>
1: This is it. But, it, you know, it's a good thing when you don't hear from me, isn't it?
0: <laughs> well, we didn't want to say it that way, but it is nice to catch up. It is nice. <laughs> so, Professor Sperry, tell us about um, this. These, what, what, do, do we have any firm um, information yet about whether we have three independent tuberculosis clusters in South Australia?
1: Look, we won't know that until uh, with our last case, we'll have the genomics on the particular bacteria and it may be it's a different strain and then we'll be able to say that there are three different clusters. Um, This is a a person that she's been quite unwell and what we do know when we do the contact tracing, um, whilst um, she's been living down in Adelaide, um, there has been travel through Port Augusta and up into a couple of the um, communities in the APY lands uh, was potentially infectious, so we're doing the contact tracing at the moment. That's the uh, falls with the SATB service to do that. But it's really important for people in South Australia to understand this is not like COVID. This is not a virus. Um, TB is a bacteria. It's actually a very, very old bacteria. Um, we've even we even know that it, it was around um, during the ancient um, Egyptian times. So it's been with humans for a long period of time, and it's a bacteria that grows very. Slowly, so it's not easy to catch TB, and you have to be in really close contact with somebody. So that's um, close household members, and uh, we consider a high risk really to be in those um, uh, in close households. So this is not a risk for the whole of, of South Australia, but what we are concerned about is that we've got um, a, a fairly large cluster uh, in the APY lands and also another cluster in the Murray lands, which are separate, and we don't normally see um, so many cases of TB from within Australia. We get cases of TB from people that come from other countries. So, um, uh, you know, newly um, arrived migrants uh, often get screened for TB and we pick it up there, but uh, not generally within South Australia. So this is something we're taking very seriously.
0: One of our listeners, Professor Spurrier, by the name of Catherine, she's texted in saying that she has been diagnosed with uh, latent TB of unknown origin or source. It was confirmed by a specialist at the RAR that Catherine is not contagious and also that no other family member is positive. Um, she, She wants to know, though, does she need to do anything given the current outbreak?
1: Um, So she needs to follow the advice of the doctors at the SATB service. And latent TB, as she said, is not infectious. Um, We do now um, look to treat latent TB. So I don't know um, the individual circumstances, but the uh, doctors at the SATB service are right on top of this. Um, So really what she needs to do is to be following their instructions. Um, So it's a good point. We have two types of TB. One is latent TB and one is active TB. Um, when you inhale a, a, a bacterium, um, a TB um, a ba- a bacteria uh Many people will just, uh, their immune system will kick in and they'll wall off the, the little bacteria often in the lungs and it will just sit there and it can sit there for many, many years and we call that latent TB or, if you like, sleeping TB. And that can reactivate at any time um, during somebody's lifetime, but mostly it doesn't. Uh, but if you, if you get older and you get a bit run down or you, you have some other chronic health problem, there is a chance that it can turn into active TB. Um, so we do tend to treat latent TB um, these days mm. so so when we've reported the cases and we're talking about the 13 um, active cases up in the APY and um, now six um, active cases as part of the cluster in the Murraylands um, we do have additional latent cases that we detect in other family members and we've been, um, the SATB services have not only been treating the active cases and making sure that they get their full three to six months of treatment um, and within a couple of weeks they become not infectious but also also uh, looking to treat latent cases of TB,
0: hmm, hmm. Professor Spurrier, while, while you're while you're here, and, and as I said at the start, it has been a long time since we've spoken to you. Looking at the the status of of COVID now, clearly COVID is still in the community. Um, people are still getting it, and people who are still in the high risk bracket of being elderly, uh, having other. Uh, chronic or underlying conditions are still losing their lives from it how much do you feel that where we are now as a society is actually more about human psychology than anything else where we just sort of at some point the world went well we can't keep sort of trying to be on the run from this forever because it's still it's still a thing isn't it?
1: Absolutely, and we've got lots of um, infectious diseases, m- um, microbes, bacteria and viruses, and they just do their thing, you know. They, they, they don't think about it. They, they're evolved to infect people. Um, and so um, COVID's one of those things. And if we've had a, um, a bacteria or a virus for a long period of time uh, and we've our, our bodies, in a sense, have developed some immunity, so with flu, for example, um, we've had flu around for, for thousands of years and so we've got much more experience in terms of our immune history, Um, whereas COVID being a new virus, we haven't quite Worked out well as humans, um, you know, in terms of our immunity. Um, how how that's going to go over a longer period of time. The thing that um, is so important with with COVID is that um, it is a serious infection, and vaccines are absolutely um, incredibly effective at reducing uh, the symptoms, at reducing how severe the disease is, reducing the rates of hospitalisation and death. And um, so it is absolutely critical that people don't drop the ball on the vaccine. Mm. Um, and uh, we had a very, very highly vaccinated community. Um, most recently, ATAGI's looked at, at who needs to go on and have a booster. And if that happens to be you because you're in one of those vulnerable um, groups and it's been more than six months, then I strongly recommend you go and get your vaccine.
0: Yeah. Has life sort of returned to normal for you now? Because thinking about you, former Premier Marshall and Grant Stevens, the three of you were sort of joined at the head for about a year and a <laughs> half, yeah
1: Yes, well I do miss all those times of course because we were very collegiate, we got on very well Um, but it it just reflects that we're in a different space now in our community. We don't have that pandemic. There's lots of other things that are challenging in in public health sexually transmissible infections are one of those um tb are one of those you know these old diseases that come back uh and uh, also climate change has a big impact on human health and we're seeing that across the country at the moment with the flooding and the bushfires
0: mm. well great to talk to you again after so yeah. long professor spurrier uh, lovely thank yeah, you chief public health officer for sa health professor Nicholas Buria, david penberthy and will goodings six to nine
1: five double a breakfast